welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast that's all about Jay McDonald cruising down under. <laughs> Yay, she's back after her BAFTA award winning her Jane McDonald. BAFTA award was given to her. That's right. I love her show so much. The best part for me is the bit when she does her little song at the end. She... <laughs> I know, I thought it was going to be a Kylie song because she was in Australia. Well, no, because I reminded you that she's done Kylie once mm. already. Um, and she did, I, d- I don't know what the band are called, but she did the one with the Vegemite sandwich line in it. But she yeah. shouted the second verse, so I was bitterly disappointed by her. <laughs> she shouts most verses. Her, her vocals. We're not a podcast about Jay McDonald cruising, sadly. Although, that could be a possibility. <laughs> in the future. We could win a BAFTA. We are all about EastEnders, the BBC soap. I'm Alex, by the way. You are, apparently. And I am Ben, the host. And we are going to be discussing the episodes from the 31st of December, 2018, to the 4th of January, 2019. Oh, you forgot there was a new year. Happy mm. New Year, by the way. Yeah. Happy New Year to our listeners as well. Hope uh, 2019 treated you well. Hope no, not many sore heads were out there. <laughs> you sound like you've got a sore head at the moment. I've caught, I think, what you had last week. My <laughs> my throat has decided to seize and stop working. Good. <laughs> yeah, so and that's our show, so we'll <laughs> see you next week. No, we've got loads to cover, actually. So there's lots of have it quite good, actually, this week. Did you enjoy it, the New Year's week? Yeah, it was good. The best was the double episode on Thursday. The rest of mm, the week... Friday's was good, too. Yeah, Friday's was good. Yeah, suspense. But so the end of the week. I suppose you expect... Thursdays and Fridays mm. to be the best, but the double episode was good because it left on a really good cu- uh, cliffhanger, and then you had Celebrity Mastermind in the mid in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I actually think it was better than Christmas. Oh. That's not normal. Um, New Year's better than Christmas. That's so. a bold claim. Is it, it? It was better all round, as in the the week was better. But I think if you were going to go for episode, the best episode is still Christmas Day for me. No, I disagree. Well, then that's, that's why, why we're here. That's exactly it. Um, so yeah, we're going to go try and get through all the topics of this week's storyline. So we're going to start off with one of the only happy ones this week. <laughs> well, it wasn't that happy. It ended... It's quite happy. Yeah, but it didn't. Well, it ended on a happy tone, I suppose. But <laughs> and it... I can finally talk about Halfway's hat. Yes, you've been waiting. So months. um, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Whitney and Halfway mini storyline they had this week, where we were promised in the lead up to the new storylines that there'll be a pregnancy storyline. And it didn't disappoint because there was one. There was finally one. So we got to see that picture of the uh, pregnancy test finally that they've uh, mm. leaked all over the internet. Although it said pregnant on like the leaked photos, but you didn't actually see a pregnancy test on this storyline. Oh, that's a that's good point. Weird. That's a good point. See, maybe we're linking it up to the wrong story. Everyone thought it was Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Could still be Sharon. There's still hope for Sharon to be pregnant with the baby Keanu. Mm. So yeah, we had on New Year's Eve... Before the wedding, Whitney wasn't drinking in the pub. Mm. That was the first sign. She also wasn't um, recognising the Brotherhood of Man songs that were being <laughs> shouted at her by Shirley and Tina. And that was a really weird story. I didn't get like it was just a bit of a. Silly I think it story. was just filler. Yeah. <laughs> Shirley filler. That's Shirley. what she does now. It was good though because um, Shirley was like singing these songs and Whitney was like, "I don't know what they are." And Shirley got genuinely I'm really angry. angry. Yes, you do. So um, Whitney was one day late. So she automatically <laughs> thought she was pregnant. <laughs> like you do. I think Lots of people complained about that online. All right. They tweeted to us saying she's only one day late. She shouldn't think she's pregnant. I think that's Whitney's character, though. I think that Whitney wants a baby. Mm. Um, and Because she says that there was that one time then we didn't use protection by accident. And I think Halfway was still a little bit like, was there? <laughs> <laughs> was there that time? Well, um, Halfway's just happy to finally lose his virginity, remember? This year was the year. 
last year. Well, yeah, last, last year, yeah. year. So that was interesting. Um, but halfway, he kind of wasn't over the moon. No. Over the Alfie moon. No. But he wasn't, like, discouraging the idea. But obviously Whitney grasped on the negative from yeah. what he was giving off. I mean, when she revealed it, he wasn't ecstatic. He wasn't his mm. normal kind of Shocked. happy But that's self. fair, really. I think that's what it was. He was taken aback and mm. it kind of surprised him that she walked in and said oh by the way i think i'm pregnant can you get me a pregnancy test please mm. at least she like told him straight away it wasn't like a story that went on for like three weeks mm. like should i tell him he's not gonna accept it and it was nice that the chemist was open on new year's day mm. when she did the test <laughs> unless she had some just you know kept by but we That's know okay. she didn't because halfway went to get her the test and went to the cafe to think about it for a little bit and whitney took this as an as an alarm that he wasn't that keen on the idea of having little mm. baby hats. And he was very distracted. Ever since she told him, he was distracted and kept making excuses about prawns and cooking and stuff to yeah. try and like get out. Yeah. And that was worrying Whitney. But she followed him out of the church because Mel was late for some reason. Oh, yes, for her own <laughs> wedding. And he was there saying hello to a baby and being all good potential dad yeah he seemed to he seemed to want a child all of a sudden it did seem to be a bit light and shade well it is a bit halfway isn't it, it takes a while to Settle get in. going doesn't yeah. it yeah well like, as in his virginity <laughs> it does take him a while um, um, well that was also really odd where halfway was working in Wolford East that was sudden yeah that took me by surprise because yeah. he was working in Wolford East but he was also working in, in the, the pub Vic. kitchen <laughs> yeah. yeah so does I mean we know he has a catering uh, yes, that's what he did in the army. He did it in the army. So he's using his skills. Mm. It's nice to actually see that happening. I than... did watch it back, and I think Whitney, there was like half a line where halfway said, "Oh, I'm Ian's paying me double just to cover." So uh, I don't think he actually uh, works there. I see. But yeah, when I first saw him in there, and Cat just like started talking to him, it's like, what? That's weird. <laughs> no, oh yeah, he was just doing cover for. Cat was investigating for um, Ian, wasn't she? She was. Looking no, I don't want to talk about Cat. I want to talk about Cat. And the slate is as little as possible this week <laughs> because it's just tiring, isn't it? It's become a bit of a strain. I rewatched their scenes just now because I thought I, I'm watching them, but they're not really settling going in. in. No, <laughs> like words are coming out of their mouths, but nothing's really going in for me. So but it no. moved you enough to uh, do a meme this week with um, Nana Moon. Oh yeah, that was fun. Check it out on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> or Instagram. <laughs> but yeah, Whitney and halfway sort of come to the realization in between a tree outside the church <laughs> like you um, do an epiphany <laughs> next to a tree that maybe they should start trying for a baby yeah it's a good idea not not just be pregnant accidentally actually purposely mm. try for a child and also i can't stop i haven't mentioned halfway wore his hat to the wedding well i was wondering when this was going to well, i've been going up. on about this for eight weeks <laughs> um yes you were wondering whether he was going to wear his hat at the wedding and... i'd seen spoiler pictures and you thought and i saw he to. had a Woolly hat on mm. at the wedding. I mean, the only respectful thing now he could do is to not wear his hat at a funeral. Or, or mm, Dr. Legg's funeral Dr. then. Dr. Legg's funeral. To see. That's the only thing now. If he wears his hat, that's disrespectful. Was he wearing the hat in the kitchen? Because surely... Yep. The only time he didn't have it off was in the Vic kitchen. Well, that's that's just hygiene... 101 mm. that is he shouldn't be wearing a he could dirty have worn, hat. like a little top hat or something or bought one he could have bought one from shrimpy stool <laughs> one of those you get from claire's accessories no, shrimpy, <laughs> there's no claire's accessories there's only shrimpy stool for hats but he could have bought like a nice smart hat if he wanted to wear a hat so badly shrimpy's accessories i mean we could make him a little hat in a in an alice band he'd look lovely mm. we could have a little feather pop a little they make him feather. wear a hat to make him look silly and ugly because it pushes his ears outwards and for some reason halfway's ears 
have to pop out because he's oh to make him look character. a bit geeky and silly. Yeah. I don't mind his hat actually. I think it's quite charming. I wear a hat a lot. Yeah, I feel sorry for the actor because they're filming these bits in the middle of summer and you can tell he's really hot. <laughs> like he's he looks moist. <laughs> he looks moist. And uh, he's got a big woolly jumper and a big woolly hat on. It's I'm sure fair. he's not that warm. He is, I can tell. Why don't you um ask him? Send him a direct tweet. I might. Tony Clay. Yeah. Watch out, Tony Clay. You're yeah. going to have your stalker. Tamsin waits off my Twitter now. I'm bored of her. <laughs> she keeps liking all my things. Oh, <laughs> no, she's lovely. We love Tamsin. We keep, do. keep saying hello to us. I uh, just got a few um, comments. One was, I got one from Matt Cherry, who said, what's with halfway wearing his hat at the wedding? Well, but I've already covered that. I'm glad Matt Cherry has um, also spotted it too. And, and it's irritating him as well. I mean, this really is a small problem that shouldn't irritate you as, as much as it does. I mean, he looks so much better without the hat on. That's the problem. Oh, oh so it's a vanity thing. It's not that Both. he's annoying. <laughs> so it is. So he's annoying you for well, wearing it. Stephen Patterson says yeah. halfway is like a modern lofty. Hmm. Although he's got Wixkeys, good looks. Simon Wix. Wixies, yeah. Mm. He's got so much potential as a character. Well, apart from that hat. I like the hat. I think it's part of his charm and his character. I think the hat is, his. if you were to put a picture of a hat, if you're playing an EastEnders game, which is, actually, this is a good game. If I was going to show you a hat, who's the first character that pops into your head? <laughs> halfway. So the, the um, actor, Tony, so, well, that's true. Okay, a woolly hat, then it'd be halfway. Mm. So if Tony Clay would be pleased to know that he's going to be associated forever as a, a hat-wearing, lofty, likey person. Mm. I mean, Whitney... They should have made lofty his dad. I wish that they, yeah I agree with you on that but they can't do that now that that yeah, that's no, rewriting no we re, look when they try to rewrite history of cat and how no, bad that Doctor Leg's out. wedding Lofty will see halfway and say that's my long lost son I didn't know or maybe he doesn't know about him mm. and he'd be like oh he looks familiar looks like me <laughs> looks like, yeah. got the same prescription but um no that was a nice happy storyline this um for the new year so Whitney and halfway together. Yes. Going forward, going to start a family. I'm assuming they'll move out on their own. Maybe they With could, Tiff, maybe? Maybe they could... Although they can't rent the same flat that Lee and Whitney had, because... Um, That's where Ruby, Ruby is. is. They could rent the one above. Although questionable whether Ruby's staying, because I've seen the actress is on a lot of holidays at the moment. <laughs> a lot of holidays. Again, is this a fact, or is this just you willing it? Well, it's fact. She's on lots of holidays. Yeah, but maybe she's having a break, ready for a long schedule of filming. Hmm. Well, Kate Oates did say in her Ask Kate Oates that um, they have a storyline for Ruby yeah. and they're not forgetting Jolly Allen's her dad. Yeah. Which, so that that's goes back exciting. to our predictions from ages ago, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's good because that's what we wanted Ruby to come in and be. More kind of like the yeah. like her father, like her dad. Yeah. Not that she's particularly weak, but like just something of interest. We will see. Long story arc because there's a there's a story later on where we bought, we had our old character back of the one we remembered when they left and they came back and yeah she was fighting yeah fighting <laughs> but before that we've got to touch upon the carters well don't touch upon a certain part of mr mick carter and it's a bit it's sore very sore mm. yeah so there's more marriage issues with the carters which i kind of just wanted a bit of a break from their marriage issues like to the new year yeah mick's finding it a bit difficult to be affectionate with linda mm. because and linda's like got a strop on well Linda's, well, Linda's got a strop on because she ordered Elton John. Leave it. No, she was more angry at the fact that the Elton John tribute and also that she thought Mick had forgotten their anniversary. Yeah. But, like, he's just got out of prison. You've just done yeah. all this stuff to get him out of prison. Mm. Just be happy over New Year and then 
bring us some drama next year. Yeah, but I think <laughs> bring us more drama next year. She, she, I think she's just upset that Mick doesn't seem to be the, the same Mick. That... Yeah, that's fine. But I would have rather they just showed it to us next year. Like, just have a little five minutes of happiness between those two. I think they have though. Now that Mick has decided that or realised that deep fat frying something with just a dressing gown on isn't the brightest of ideas. I think that kind of connected them a little bit more. It's a shame we didn't see um, the Carters on Christmas Day because where's Johnny? Where's Nancy? No cards from them. Well, they, they, where's ag- Lee? Again, you were upset because they said that they were bringing back an old character to reunite over Christmas and it wasn't <laughs> any Carter family. You hoped it was going to be a Carter for Christmas and it wasn't. No. no, Aunt Babe. She didn't get an invite. No. She's busy. So yeah, that was really, the Carters were a bit like that. They were just hosting the Vic. He was burning his little sausage. Not purposely. I decided to make this known. It wasn't some kind of fetish that... Well, was Mick... it something he did so he didn't, he couldn't perform so he thought... Oh. No, I don't think so. Cause no, he it's looked... too precious. I mean, well, not just that. Would you purposely burn your member in order to stop you being close to your partner? Well, I don't know, Ben, would a, you? He's in a strange place, isn't he? Stuart's across the road. Yeah, but uh, the... putting him off his game. Yeah, his his rhythm. He um he's just upset because he thinks there's more that's going on between him, Stuart, and Linda, and Stuart keeps dropping the hint. Mm. I mean, the biggest question mark is that we were meant to believe that Mick had finally got rid of Stuart, and Stuart hasn't gone. I mean, he's he's obviously tried everything in his power to scare Stuart away from the square. Mm. And that everything that he gave wasn't good didn't enough. Really do much. So that's obviously going to make made his... him a bit more crazy, if anything. Well, yeah. Stuart. Well, <laughs> he's moved his target to someone else for a little while, mm. so he's temporarily winding well, yeah. someone he's, else up. You know, he's crossing a line here with me, Stuart. Mm. I was, he was fine to playing torture on Tina. He was fine <laughs> murdering Dylan Box. Yeah, it's all fine. Well, fine. we don't know Dylan's murdered. Okay, but you know, yeah. it's fine setting Mick in prison, and it's fine trying to ruin Linda. But you know, Doctor Leg. As soon as you start on Doctor Leg. It's just unnecessary. We've got problems. He's a going dying on man. Here. He's mm. an original character. He's innocent. He's never done anything really wrong in his 35 years on the square. I mean, he's had a few malpractices. Yeah, but not like <laughs> playing torturer or murdering. <laughs> not or... that you know. No. Can you imagine Dr. Leg in his car after Inslington <laughs> playing his banging music? It's like, this is... are they just trying to up Stuart into another level of like villain by doing this? Oh, yeah. Thing, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They're ta- really... well, as you said, they're taking a frail, helpless, you know, helpless old man who can't do anything about it. And he's not even it. done anything really. He's not done anything wrong to Stuart. Why is Stuart suddenly not wanting well, him around? You say that, but Dr. Leg has started to show signs that he doesn't trust Stuart. Um, when... Yeah, but he gained his trust and then Stuart did that horrible thing to him. Well, no, only after um, Stuart was dancing with Doc and uh, Stuart was quite confident that Dot is basically on his side after all the praise that she'd given Dr. Leg and he'd heard, over, you know, heard through the door. Mm. And he looked over at Dr. Leg and Dr. Leg started shaking his head. So that upset Stuart. So that's why Stuart then did his evil deed. It was really mean. It, it was, was such super a little mean. thing. Well, it's a it psychological, really it's a really psychological yeah. push, isn't it? So he keep tiptoeing around it. Basically what he did at the beginning of the last episode, uh, Friday's episode, Dr. Lig was showing Dot a picture of his wife. Like one of the only pictures he has the left. The only one left, yeah. And uh, Stuart returned his, which is in his wallet, and Stuart returned his wallet without the photo inside of it. And then he was, um, he said a really awesome line as well. I mean, Stuart is horrible, but like his lines are just, he said, he looks over at the doctor and goes, night, night, doc. And then just goes his little grin and then skulks off out mm. the, into the hallway. You know what we need at Doc's Legs funeral? We know Punk Mary's there. Hot tempered Punk Mary. Well, we've already discussed this last week. She's going to sort him out. 
do you reckon Punk Mary is going to be the one to sort? But it'd be too late by then because Doctor Leg. Yeah, but she can still died. take her revenge. He'll 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 be at the funeral. He'll stand next to Punk Mary Stewart Will, and he'll say mention something that how he took the photo. And she'll be like, took the photo. <laughs> she'll like push him into the um into the grave. Into the grave, yeah. Mm. Or she'll we do... know how hot tempered she is. She is, but her tactics are a lot more um kind of torch like psychological warfare. So she like gets people to phone her phone <laughs> people up. She orders cabs which aren't meant to be ordered. Yeah, well. She gets Chinese takeaways delivered to the yeah, a bit like Stuart. House. That's what he did to the cars. So he? maybe Punk Mary and Stuart are too alike that they'd be so alike that they might start a relationship between them. No, they'll fight. They'll hate each other. Yeah, but they might love to hate each other. <laughs> This could be a whole new kindling on the square, Stuart and Punk Mary. She needs the loving. <laughs> she needs the money. Well, I have high hopes for Punk Mary to sort Stuart out. Can you imagine if that's the end of Stuart's storyline? Punk Mary like, oh, Punk sorts Mary. him out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. This is all theory up in pie in the sky. Mm, I can't wait to see their return because I know it's only like one or two episodes. So I wonder how much character development or storyline they'll both get. Mm, I or if they... it'll just be a they'll just appear and go yeah i hope they do have a bit of a background story when they come back um there's a few people throwing out that um punk mary stop saying punk mary mary punk mary and (laughs) mary the punk mary the punk and lofty are actually in a relationship hence why it's them two coming back not sure i feel about that well which do they had a baby that got taken away from them called callum highway yeah Yes, yes. The welfare system took it away mm, because she kept go. leaving him on, on his own in a cot. Right, before we give too many clues about old EastEnders away, because I don't want things to be spoiled for my next special section that I've got planned. And I've got quite a special quiz. So I want everyone to join in who's listening. Get your pen and paper ready and mark down 1 to 20 down the side in the margin because it's time for the secret quiz. Oh, I'm you... gi- giving a good build up then. No. You would have to wait. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Ben's big fat quiz of the square. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No need to flatter yourself, Ben. <laughs> I have come across um, EastEnders cast card, who we keep mentioning. He sent us this from an annual from 1985, EastEnders annual. Okay. Mm. So what we're doing, I'm going to host a quiz for you to try and answer the questions. From what? From a 1985 Five EastEnders quiz, annual? Yes. So at the end of the first year of EastEnders, so you have to think about just the first year. Okay. So we've got 40 questions to go through and they're all multiple choice. Right. And, and you're not going to give the answers or how is No. That? Well, I'm going to go through the first 20 for this part and okay. then the 20 later in the episode. Right. Um, so everyone can play along at home if they want. Oh, okay. It's oh, like okay. test the nation. So it's, they need to beat my score. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling a lot of people will. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, right. So we're going to go through the first 20 now. Okay. okay. So pens are ready, everyone. Right, pen, yep. pen and paper. Just writing all the numbers down with a, yes. little, with a little circle next to the... Right. So are you ready? I, I feel like I'm at school. I don't like this. <laughs> I just want to say the photo on the actual quiz. I'm just going to show you who it is quickly. Oh, Debbie! It's Andy O'Brien. Oh. He's the uh, the sex sex kitten of the 1980s. Well, he looks like he's done the quiz himself by that pose. <laughs> he's got his hand on his forehead, looking a bit dishevelled, mm. a bit bit angry. Mm. Right. So, question one. Right. Ready. Who tussled with the drag artist in the Queen Vic? Was it A. Den, B. Arthur, C. Dot Cotton, or D. Pete Bill? Where was Andy O'Brien born? Was it A. Glasgow. <laughs> B. 
B. Edinburgh. C. Isle of Arran. Carlisle. D. Carlisle, sorry, yes. Trying to think of the funeral. Where did Debbie go? Where's his accent from? Well, it's Scottish. Yes, but which region? Oh, don't start that. (laughs) Right, you're going to have to answer because I'm moving on now. I'm going to guess one. I'm going to guess one. I reckon he's... I reckon it'd be... Don't say it. I I can't remember what they were. Number three. Good. Who lives at 45 Albert Square? This is tricky. Mm. A, the Carpenters. Hit me. (laughs) B, the Fowlers. Mm. I can't do an impression of a Fowler. Um, We're just... I'll put my hand on my um, cheek, like... Pauline. C, the Watts. The Watts? Oh, oh no, okay. Mm. All right, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D, Dr. Leg. Hello, Dot. Oh, Dot. Got it. Number four. What is Ethel's surname? Oh, I know. A, Skinner. B, Wilson. C, Shaw. Or D, Hills. Done it. (laughs) Five. What were the names of Debbie's kittens? There's only one of them now. Oh. A, Startsky and Hutch. B, Little and Large. C, Pinky and Perky. Or D, Cagney and Lacey. Okay, I'm good. Just for any American listeners out there, Little and Large were a comedy duo in the UK, quite prominent in the 80s. Just, you know, help them along. I think we're not giving them the answers here. <laughs> right, number six. What was the name of the knitting firm set up by Lofty, Ian and Calvin? Oh, right. Was it A, Albert Albert Entrepreneurs, B, Youth Unlimited, <laughs> C, East End Fashions, or D, Loftenium? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven. Who lent the knitting machine to them? Was it A, Hannah Carpenter? Was it B? Hey, that's Deb. That's Cassie. Oh, I'm sorry. Hannah's the posh one. The posh mum. The mum. The one who makes those really great facial expressions. <laughs> B, Debbie. C, Kathy. D, Pauline. Although it says Kath here, not Kathy, but... Wow. I don't accept Kath. Well, Pete Bill wrote the quiz, didn't he? <laughs> like Kath. <laughs> I'm like Kathy. Number eight. Right. One of the Square's residents is a would-be clairvoyant. <laughs> who is it? Is it A, Ethel... B. Lou. C. Dot. D. Ian. They almost got caught out as well by the police. Number nine. Who pestered Debbie with anonymous phone calls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bringing back so many happy memories. Know, that it's only so like funny, that's three months ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a. It's 34 years ago. Sorry, yes. A. Ali. B. Saeed. C. Kelvin. Or D. Tony. <laughs> Number ten. Who offered to be the business advisor to Lofty & Co. in their knitting enterprise? Was it A. Den, B. Pete, C. Simon, or D. Debbie? The business advisor. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of difference. <laughs> between two, but now I know the answer. Number 11. What is the name of Dot Cotton's husband? Hmm. Is it A. Alfred, B. Jimmy, C, Willie, or D, Charlie? Number 12. Wrong one. Where did Michelle and Lou go for a holiday? <laughs> it, I know it's a place Lou loves. <laughs> Is it A, Southend, B, Margate, C, Ramsgate, or D, Clacton? 
Now I'm being cocky. Mm. There's a t-shirt, isn't there, yeah. that she wore? You have to think what t-shirt she brought home with her, Michelle. Because <laughs> I said that I had wanted... a symbol on it. When it said, I love, and yeah. then the place it was, because I wanted it? that t-shirt. <laughs> I've heard all those names mentioned in 85. Oh, I know, so have I. Right, number 13. Oh, no, okay. Do you want me to go through 12 again? No, you're right. 13. What colours are worn by Wolford Town? <laughs> the Wallies. <laughs> Is it A, red and white, B, claret and blue, C, black and white, or D, blue and white. I mean, that ties in with the whole knitting story. There's been about three... three, That was the big story of 85. (laughs) Three stories from the knitting. (laughs) Right, number 14. Mm. In the Wolford Carnival, who played Black Death? Was it A, Sharon? (laughs) B, Mary? C, Ethel? Or D, Debbie? Okay, I think I know. Although that's uh, not obvious for me, but I think I know. Right, 15. What is Lofty's real Christian name? Is it A, George, B, Gary, C, David, D, Tony? 16. Who questioned Nick about the death of Reg Cox? A, D.S. Quick, <laughs> B, D.S. Rich, C, D.C. Evans or D. <laughs> W.P.C. Alison Howard. That's really complicated. Not letters, isn't it? <laughs> You'll never get a job on Blockbusters. Um, I think it's this one, but I don't know if it's too mm, early. There's been two policemen, haven't there? Well, and the uh, female one, the W.P.C. Oh, yeah. She likes to go. The blonde the, one. Yeah, she likes to go to the cafe and nose around. Right, 17. Mm. Who stole cash from the Queen Vic? Was it A. Lofty? B. Wixie, C. Kath, or Kathy, or D. Sharon. I know this person stole it, <laughs> stole Ethel's wage Ooh. from the uh, pint glass. Remember, she said, "Oh, I don't want to intrude." <laughs> right, sixteen. Mm. Eighteen. What? Eighteen. <laughs> Eighteen. What was the name of the male stripper who appeared at the Queen Vic? Was it A. Fancy Freddie? B. Fabulous Frankie. C. Fearless Freddy. Or D. Fantastic Frankie. Oh, God, that's a, that's a difficult one. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to guess. Should be something you should know. I mean, I remember watching the episode and being not that impressed by him. I thought, Ooh. well, he wasn't... Controversial. All, he wasn't all that. Right. 19. Who did Lofty hit with a boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> Was it A. Ethel? B. Lou? C, Den, or D, Dot. My God, that's, that's the story when they first introduced Melbourne Star. Mm. Right, so the last question. Of this part. Yes, yeah, so of part one. <laughs> Number 20. Where does Dr. Leg live? A, Albert Square. B, Hackney. C, Hampstead. Or D, Islington. That's a lucky coincidence that was only mentioned today. Ooh. So, and in, in a later episode. <laughs> So, um, yeah, of time of recording, I was able to give that answer very quickly. Mm. Right, so do you want to go through the first 20 answers? I here? do, yep, exciting. Let's do this. Right, this may be a bit difficult because I need to uh, hold two Multitask. things at once. You can't say letters in the same row, <laughs> so now you're going to have to do answering questions. Right, so right. question one Who tussled with the drag artist in the Queen Vic? And the answer was Pete Bill. Yep. Do you want to Which make sure D. I give my answer? Because I could say I got it right and then... Oh, okay. You, you 
I'll tell you my answer. Okay. You can tell me if I'm right. Or so wrong. number two, where was Andy O'Brien born? I I don't know. So I put C. No, it it's A Glasgow. Oh, I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, three. Who lives at forty-five Albert Square? Um, I put B. The Fowlers. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Den because he, he lives in the Vic. Vic. And, and also the other two are flats, not no. one house. <laughs> Number four. What is Ethel's surname? Skinner. A. Yep, a. That's correct. Five. What were the names of Debbie's kittens? Start A. Starting in Hutch. That's correct. <laughs> I missed them too. They've only oh, got no, one now. So the the cafe cat. Right. Number six. What was the name of the knitting firm set up by Lofty, Ian and Calvin? I'm not going to try to say the name, but it was a combination of all their surnames. Mm. So it's D. I had trouble saying it. But that's correct. It's Loftelium. Loft. Loftelly, Ian. Yeah. And then Calvin. <laughs> right. Number seven. Who lent the knitting machine to them? Why? Well, it was only Kath. Yep. See, Kath. Not Kathy. Eight. One of the square's residents is a would-be clairvoyant. Who is it? It was Miss Skinner again. Ethel. It was a Ethel. Number nine. Who pestered Debbie with an anonymous phone call? <laughs> Well, it was Saeed. It was the B. Dirty stop out. And he yeah. went out to see girls and he found out that Punk Mary was a stripper. He did. And then the actor quit the show because he didn't agree with the storyline. Right. Number 10. Who offered to be the business advisor to Lofty & Co. in their knitting enterprise? Debbie. That's correct. D. Debbie. Got a little bit of Debbie. I've she was doing something then. I know she's not doing much now. Right. Number 11. What is the name of Dot Cotton's husband? Charlie Cotton. That's correct. D. is Charlie Right, number 12. Where did Michelle and Lou go for a holiday? I couldn't remember, which really annoyed me. Um, I think it was Margate. That's correct. Yes. B, Margate. I love Margate t-shirt. If I thought was... it was a Clacton t-shirt, actually. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah, no, because she, she thought she, she pretended that she um, a waiter fell a in love with her. Yes. Yeah. Right, number 13. What colours are worn by the Wolford town? Blue and white. D, that's correct. Yes. My goodness. Yeah, I remember these what little knowledge. details. <laughs> right, number 14. In the Wolford Carnival, who played Black Death? It was, I think it was B, which is um, Punk Mary. No, you're going to be surprised by this. It's De- D, Debbie. Oh. Mm. Oh, I'm disappointed bitterly Debbie's by loving that. it. Right, 15. What is Lofty's real Christian name? Um, I remember it's A. Yes, George. George, yeah. 16. Who questioned Nick about the death of Reg Cox? I, I think it might be too early, but I thought it was A. No, it's B, and it's D.S. Rich. Yeah, he was the annoying one. Yeah, Not the bad that either of them. Yeah, neither of them were Yeah, great. Quick was um, later. He was one who, after but... Debbie's affections. <laughs> right, 17. Who stole cash from the Queen Vic? It was, it was Sharon. <laughs> yes, D. Sharon. Spoiled she's got form. Sharon. And then she's she, still doing it now. Well, she's doing it. And, yeah, she's still. And she then got drunk soon after that. And there's that famous <laughs> scene of her laying on the stairs with a bottle of vodka. <laughs> Right, number 18. What was the name of the male stripper who appeared at the Queen Vic? I don't know. I put A. No, it's B, mm. Fabulous Frankie. Of course it is. Right, 19. Who did Lofty hit with a boomerang? I think it was Dot. Yep, D, Dot. Yeah, How can walk... you rem- forget that? Yeah. When she walked through the door. Yeah, just as he was a bet with Wixie of whether yeah. he'd come back. Um, and number 20. Where does Dr. Leg live? He lives in, well, D, Islington. Yep, D, D Islington. That's correct. So I only got three wrong. I've got 17. Ooh, 17 out of 20. That's part one. So um, we've got part two of the quiz coming up later. So everyone put their pens down and we'll continue this in a minute. 
did everyone out there do? Mm. There's only... still part two to come. Though. I was about to say we're only halfway Don't there. Of Are you did... mentioning halfway? No. <laughs> so if you did, if you did get the low score, you can always redeem yourself on the second part. But mm. before uh, then, we've got a lot of drama well, to was, talk about. I was also going to say, spoiler alert: the second part's hard <laughs> or harder. Harder, a bit more difficult. Mm. Right, so we've got the big storyline of New Year to discuss now, which has lots of twists and turns throughout the week, which is the big wedding. Yeah, the wedding of this of the year. Mel's got some new neck um, wedding dress attire. She has a little silk cloth that she's probably torn off her own dress and fashioned herself, <laughs> so she looks a bit more like Audrey Hepburn. Hunter's Am I a Sociopath test from last year has come back into play. Finally been revealed for how... <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, we had loads going on. It was the the end of the Mel Ray Hunter storyline, which is fun. Yeah, it was a, a well the beginning of the end. There's obviously a few more. Well, a things. new a new story has come from it. Mm. So uh, from the seeds of this plot, a new tree will be grown. Yeah, Jack's back. Jack is back, which is fun. I know you love him. Yeah. Any tweets, by the way, on Twitter that basically says anything contra- horrible about Jack? Yeah, it's basically me. Just in <laughs> case you guys wanted to know, so um, come, at, come at me. <laughs> there's quite a few like things that led up to everything this week. Lots of twists and turns. So we will just like go through like the main points because so much happened. Mm. Um, so I mean, at the beginning of the week is New Year's Eve, which is the day before the wedding, um, and that's when the two wives, Maddie and Nicola, want to speak to Mel midway through there. New Year's Eve party. Yeah, they're not very confident that they feel like they can trust Mel because mm. they've been burned already by Ray. So mm. they feel like that Ray, uh, that Mel is going to mess up. Mess up. Well, not just mess up, but also take all the rewards afterwards for herself. Mm. So the money and the villas and the. And she's found a homes. new villa on his phone, hasn't she? she? Yeah, she's taking photographs of a deal that's been put through for a house in Tenerife, and yeah, going to be a very rich young woman. Mm. And um, so she needs to go away from the party. So she tells Shirley, her mate. Because I mean, Mel doesn't have any mates, so Shirley's her best option. Well, mate, mate for pay, so she's her best friend for twenty quid. <laughs> yeah, even for twenty quid, Shirley doesn't do a very good job. No, she, she, well, said, she didn't even attempt to give no. a good job. She didn't even attempt it. So can you distract Mel? Um, no, no. Mel said, "Can no, you distract yeah. Ray?" Mm. And she's like, "Yeah, for a cost, twenty quid." Five minutes later, where's Mel? Oh, I've not meant to tell you, but I'm meant to distract you. <laughs> twenty pounds yeah. well spent. It's ridiculous. And um, Mel of gets quite upset. She thinks she's in the house on her own. She said oh, he's such a cheat, and starts crying, and Hunter's listening. Yeah, because he's writing his best man speech, because mm. um, he, he forgot, forgot. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> you know, this big day. Something that, obviously, Hunter's been quite looking forward mm. to as well. For a month. For months and months and months and months, because he loves Rain, he's, he's raised his own father, mm. and he loves his mum, obviously, and it's just, why? how would you forget to write a best man speech? It just seems obvious. Too busy on Snapchat with Louise. Well, yeah, she goes up to Hunter and he obviously hears that Ray is cheating. So she makes like a fake lie. But she says Nicola as a woman that she's come across. Well, I think she's actually about to reveal it to Hunter and get Hunter in the loop. But well, Hunter makes her double track because Hunter interrupts her and says, oh, you mean about girls he's seen when you weren't dating anymore? Mm. Oh, you you were seeing Jack. So why does it matter? And she took that as an opportunity to think, reel it in. Yeah, I won't let him know then. Yeah, Hunter goes straight to Ray and tells him. Yeah, says, um, Mel's getting cold feet, but don't worry about it. I, I calmed her down. She says something about one of your exes, and he, and Ray, first of all, was like, oh, okay. yeah, ha, 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 my, one of my exes, diddly D. <laughs> and the, as soon as he reveals the name Nicola, Ray's mm. face goes white, and he gets very cold all of a sudden yeah. in the pub. His longest-serving wife, Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we assume. We don't know. We, we may never know. Well, no, he had a wife before Nicola, remember? Because Nicola mentioned... She died. <laughs> on, under suspicious circumstances. Beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded. Oh, well, like Henry VIII. Died. So we're saying the first wife was beheaded, divorced. Oh, no, the first one has to be divorced. She might have been. One of the other ones. Okay, so then the second one is... Was the one that he murdered. Beheaded. Mm. I mean, Mel was almost beheaded. She with was being twice. strangled. <laughs> yeah, twice. He had his hands around her. Well, first of all, he tied her up. Because they made a big point, didn't they? When, um... I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. That's fine. We can just jump ahead because we need to get on with the wink. Fair enough. Because basically he gets worried about this Nicola, so he then... Well, he realises that Mel knows. Mm. Um, and uh, his biggest, his his final nut that he cracked literally was the ring, which he cracked because he then discovered it was glass. So he starts mm. phoning people around. This is on New Year's Day, the actual day of the wedding. Yes. He starts calling peop- uh, the bank around. Find- Again, banks open on a bank holiday. Why not? And he finds out that they, the money has been taken out of his account and his investments. And so he says to Mel that he knows about, that she knows that he has uh, two wives. Mm. Um, but he's also got a gun on him at this point. Yes, which he's spinning, um, which he's... he's a bit all... like Stuart. Well, and he threatens to kill himself. He says one of us has to go, he spins the gun and it lands on him. And he looks like he's about to kill himself. Yeah, and Mel bit... talks him down. Mm. It's, um, oh, she needs to be married first, doesn't she, for her cash? Which is exactly it. So she does it on purpose because he reveals that he has more money other than the one that she's taken out of his account because mm. she says, I've taken the money out. That was funny as well. And she goes, I've taken the money out of your account. Ha, ha, ha. And he just goes, <laughs> like, ha, ha, ha. I know. <laughs> and she, again, she's really surprised by this. Mm. It's like, well, if you're surprised that he knows, why reveal it in such a kind of snarky arrogant way mm. anyway she tries to run away because ray is getting a little bit obsessive yeah. over her mm. and wants to you know kind of pushing himself onto her and wants to kiss her and she tight she had earlier tightened up her hair oh yeah i wondered why pin. they showed a close-up of that i said mm. that's going to come into play of course she's gonna like <laughs> stab him with it or something with but, a pin like, yeah 100 times but no he um got it wrapped it around her neck and strangled her in the doorway yeah her headpiece was strangling her (laughs) more wonderful uh cross-eyed acting uh which we've seen once already this year we have with Stuart. also more deftly wedding dresses yes because ronnie two years ago passed away in her wedding dress something about weddings she got tangled up in it also more resurrections um (laughs) again christmas seems to be the time for resurrection um ray Comes across as this man who knows everything in the police force, knows all the tricks, and mm. murdered multiple people, pushed a man off a balcony. He like checks her and thought she was dead and put her in a. He under didn't the even check her. He just he just presumed she was dead because she fell yeah. to the floor and collapsed. I mean, Mel had more sense to check whether <laughs> someone was dead because later on, mm. um, Ray is mm. presumed dead without revealing too much, and he she checks his pulse. <laughs> Not very well, though, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, again, she made a mess up too, um, and Zombie Ray came into the uh, mm. equation. Yeah, he assumes Mel's dead, so he then goes to his own wedding to save front, I assume, because he's just a- assuming Mel's not going to appear because she's dead. Yeah, and so he's he's deliberately acting all kind of nervous and worried. Mm. Oh, my God, am I going to be stood up at my own wedding? Ian Bill is loving it. Yeah. Shall we quickly talk about all the bit things during the wedding? over this while he's waiting for Mel to turn up because all the characters are getting quite excited about this. Yes, we, yeah, we definitely should. And we um, have some like hints with Honey and Adam and Billy, which is quite interesting looking for next year. Yeah, so if there was a few almost set-up plots mm. for the future happening in the church, mm. which was which was good, which set you know nice to know that things are yeah. being thought. Because um, Louise and Phil, Louise was like, why, why 
do you have to be here? And he said, oh, Sharon wanted me to come to give her all the details. <laughs> so Sharon's obviously said, I want to know what happens at the wedding. Yeah, because Mel... Australia Mel's gossiping. Well, Mel is her friend slash arch nemesis. Yeah, so. that's funny. <laughs> that was a nice little ad. Mm. And um, yeah, we had that bit with Billy, Honey and Adam. Yeah, Adam showed a slightly dark side, but I'm still on his side, even though he's presumed to be horrible. I mean, he is Mr. Muscles, so we love him for that. However, um, we obviously saw a couple of weeks ago when he was sat in the park and he was watching Billy go by and he gave him a kind of strained, Mm. angry look. So we knew that dark Adam was on his way. Yeah, we knew this was coming. It was too perfect. Um, And it was just one line um, where Honey makes a bit of a mess up. Mm, like grammar like not grammar but like the way she said something wasn't the proper way honey says don't patronize to me billy and adam scoffs and rolls his eyes and said honey is don't patronize me no two needed <laughs> mm. and um billy spots this but kind yeah. of you know billy i, I really I'm so annoyed I, I don't billy's gonna be like the savior in like a a year's time. It's I going mean, to annoy me. But you have to remember, though, but Billy's got another affection on the square now. And her name oh, is Karen Taylor. Fun. I don't nothing. know. There was flirting all night. And no. then the big kiss at the end. No, that was just a bit of fun from Karen. I like to see Karen and... Uh, I'd like Karen to become a Mitchell. Can you what, through Billy? Yeah. She'd be a good Mitchell. Yeah, she would be quite good. Although Sharon, can you imagine a Mitchell dinner with Sharon and Karen at the table? I mean, again, this Opposite. is a story I'm hoping in 2019 will reoccur because the Easter dinner, Easter Mitchell dinner, yeah. was one of the highlights of my year. Um, and I want Kathy at the table. I'd like with Ben. I'd like to see Kathy. <laughs> quite honestly, again, we're still on there. every year, every, every week, week, every week. I just want to know what happened there to Kathy. Go. So we're calling it the next. Mitchell dinner, which we presume is normally around Easter time. We, we say Easter. Yeah. We want to see a Kathy, a Ben Mitchell, and Karen dating Billy there. Yep, yep, and a Sharon. And oh yeah, Keanu has to be in, has to be um, invited oh, for yeah. some loose reason, like oh, you're a mate of mine. Well, Kate Oates, ask Kate Oates hashtag another spoiler. She said um, they're bringing Keanu and Phil very close together. He'll almost see him like a son. Mm. didn't she yeah and she said there's lots more twists and turns of shani for big storyline next year oh i'm so looking forward to that i know yeah again an, an, another Once letitia's back from her rest yeah i hope she comes back really tanned <laughs> i just can't With wait really long hair really long, long hair long blonde curly bleached, hair but sun bleached <laughs> not not bottle sun bleached blonde hair she's been to disneyland mickey invited her personally on children <laughs> in need <laughs> That's true. She yeah, gave him a gift. Look, Mickey, it's a gift for you. Oh, fine, Sharon. <laughs> so Mel does turn up to the wedding. Yes. Going back on track to With that. With that scarf around her neck, yes. as you mentioned. I, yeah. oh, that was great. From here onwards, it was really good, the yes. storyline, I thought. That's right, yeah. Because um, News Day, was, it was a little bit, not slow, but I, was, I thought we were going to get lots more because it was an hour episode. But no, it, it, it got better as the week went on, I feel. But from, from the moment she resurrected with the scarf around mm. her neck and... She became more of that Mel that I personally was thinking Mel would be like when they announced her return. Yeah, like, this, this is what I remember from Mel when she used to be in it. This sort of fiery, tough old bird. Yeah, old boot. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, it's great yeah. to see this Mel. And, and again, throughout the week, this was mm-hmm. the Mel that we wanted. Yeah, because Ray kept trying to like convince her and confuse her and persuade her that he's good and they mm. can he'll stay with her and not once did she fall for him and say okay yeah let's try be together so that was really good i thought yeah she stayed strong and she kept with the plan mm. that she had started yeah, like nothing strong 
yeah, nothing Ray could say would stop her. And yeah, as you say, she storms, she doesn't storm, but she does kind of do the entrance down mm. the aisle. And, and she didn't get embarrassed guard. either. No. Like she didn't let any of it embarrass her. She just kept with her plan and kept going and yeah. just showed front. And she talked to Ray and she sort of ended up convincing him he has to go through with it because mm. she's got the marks on her neck. She threatens to go to the police over the marks on mm. her neck. And the two wives, Ray's two other wives, have now gone to the police and shown their marriage certificate. Yes. So he's been done for bigamy. So they get married, walk down, get confetti thrown on them by Halfway and Whitney, <laughs> who are in love. Um, and the police arrest him there and then. Yeah, and he turns to Mel and says, what have you done? So he knows instantly that this is all down to Mel. Mm. So yeah, really exciting. And but she slaps the two wives to keep up front. Which she does. She has to keep her front up. Um, she goes over and says, don't react. But um, he has more money. And then slaps him around the face. You're lying. <laughs> I hope that's not the last we see of those two, because that's the last time we saw them this week. Mandy and Nicola, I'd love to see them again. I I think they just need one more little thing to finish off their arc, I've got a feeling that they're going to be the chink in the chain of the mystery of keeping the secret of Ray's Ray's disappearance. disappearance. Yeah, I just, I don't need them to feature heavily, but I just feel they just need something just to end their part. It It feels a bit unfinished at the moment with yeah. those two if that is for the last we see of them but you know raising the police van we think that's all of, all over but he feigns a heart attack <laughs> he feigns a heart attack. i mean they've cuffed, cuffed him from the front which you don't do so oh, that's one hello. one thing i don't like when were you arrested last well they always cuff you from behind your back if you don't show <laughs> i don't this for a fact if you don't show any resistance, resistance they'll cuff you uh... in the front they only cuff you from behind if you're fighting against them <laughs> Yeah, so he fakes a heart attack, so the police people come out. The female police officer's a bit more on the ball. Yes. But he tases the guy, and then <laughs> I love... Did you but notice... he doesn't taser her, him. Him. Well, he... Oh, yeah, he, yeah, tases, he tases him, him, but he gets the pepper spray to the woman. Oh, so he right. then lifts the pepper spray up to her. Yeah. And she gets the, uh, the baton. Oh, did you her. like the sound effect they added? Did you notice it? No. They added, like, a shing! Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like a sword <gasps> sound effect they added to her battle. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! It was awful, but amazing oh no i'd like that That, 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 i can't believe you missed it for me that adds realism (laughs) no (laughs) it sounds like a metal like shing oh like a samurai yeah it's really funny i can't believe you missed that oh but i mean she was a bit more switched on because she said why are you trying to escape there's more more to you yeah there's more to you than this yeah because he locks them in the car (laughs) takes the keys out and throws it i mean it took them then what twelve hours <laughs> to discover them. <laughs> Surely the police. Surely the police know these people haven't come back. Well, because there'll be radio signalling them mm. and say, "Oh, can you go to a job, please?" Like ten minutes later, why didn't you turn up for the job? Or perhaps yeah. they've been stuck, and it wasn't exactly like a quiet place they no. stopped either. It was no. quite an open road. Cars went but, by. Yeah. While Ray would have had to like run all the way home. Yeah, like, I don't know how to... far away he was, but yeah, that was a bit silly. But I'll I'll let Eastenders have it. It's, we can have bits of silliness in so the show. Spend a little bit display because <laughs> they added a sword sound effect, so it's fine. Okay, that's a given. That's a given. But as, again, the Wolf of Police are useless. Yeah, Ray outsmarted them. So Ray has really he sort of the second this happened, I thought that's it. Ray's done for. Like he's escaped police custody. Like kidnapped two policemen. Mm. That's like, okay, we know this is no going back now. I, yeah. I knew the second that happened, um, his fate. It was, was Ray that was going to be sealed. Yeah. I mean, for to be honest with you, leading up to this, really up to the very last minute, I did think it was going to be Hunter mm. who was going to be the because one. Because of his solo career. Yeah, his forging solo career. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But um, so, yeah, he really goes up like, again, step up another level. A bit like how Alfie suddenly turned evil on Boxing Day. Mm. Ray, like, really gets, I guess he's desperate now, isn't he? He just needs to get out of the country 
is his plan at the moment. Well, but first, before he does any of that, he wants his brown bag back. Mm. And so he goes back to Mel's house yes. and completely turns it over. <laughs> this is this really annoying me. So Hunter goes back to the house, sees the house is turned over, phones his mum. Oh, his body's just been burgled. Well, that's Jack's awful police thing. Well, no, and then Jack later says it was oh, for some local youth. They knew you were out. So, yeah, so, yeah, knew you were out having a wedding. The know? crack den around the corner, they yeah. did it. So, for God's sake, Jack. Oh, he's just impossible, oh. Jack. And he was taking photos of Mel's neck on his mobile phone. Yeah, and getting really up but close. she it's... was standing, like, in a window, so it was all so light. Light was reflecting. You couldn't see anything board. on her yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. But he was, again, Jack was using it as an opportunity to flirt with her. It's like... I know, he almost kissed her. Which is ridiculous, isn't it? How... Like... If someone's just come up to you and said, "Oh, Jack, I've, I've, I've just been strangled. I've just been murdered on my wedding day." Yeah, I've been uh, leaning for a kiss. <laughs> someone's attempted to murder me. My fiance, now husband, attempted to murder me, mm. and Jack's like, "Oh, okay then," and then takes his shirt off and starts trying to blooming try it on with you. Jack is just useless. Mm. He's me... had a haircut though, new modern haircut, which makes him look even worse because now his head looks, <laughs> looks like, like it's Jim po- Branning. He looks like he looks more like Jim Branning, so his ears stick out more, and his head is the same length as his neck. So he looks like... he's muscly. He looks like Beaker... Is it Beaker from The Muppets? The one goes, me, 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 me. That's what Jack Browning looks like. He just winds yeah. me up. He's not very good, but he did accompany <laughs> Mel back to the flat to Sorry, see need, if everything was okay. I need a sip of tea. I need to calm down. Yeah, you carry fine. on. I'll carry on um, surmising. <laughs> and then Hunter gets in a fight with Ray because Ray, he catches him coming home and he confronts Ray... Looked for the kitchen knife. Yeah, he wasn't very subtle, was he? When he looked over at the knife block. He was there ready to kill him because he'd Mm. hurt his mum. Yeah. So then Ray then sends Mel a text message of Hunter tied up in a boot. He says, you need to come alone. A boot as in the back of a car, not a a shoe. No. (laughs) Little Hunter. (laughs) Or a big boot. boot. Or a giant boot. Um, The old woman that lives in a shoe. So, I mean, Mel didn't tell Jack any of this. She did keep it. He said, come alone, don't tell anyone. She did. Yeah, well, Do you think smart? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine Jack? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the the scenes with Mel running around the forest were a little bit... It kind of showed Mel's weakness a touch because Mel was running around the forest, wobbling a gun around, like a slightest noise made her suddenly jump. Mm. Like when Ray jumped out um, from behind the trees and was like, <laughs> she just fell over on the ground. Yeah. I love that. She was a scene. bit jumpy, but she did keep mm. her cool. She did. Well, she was I very... think she kept surprising herself, actually. Yeah. She negotiated brilliantly. Remember, remember mm. this guy is like a, a very good way of manipulating people. She was almost able to do the same back and see through his lies as well. Yes. He was very good. I mean, he said he'd arranged a mate to um come and sort him out and to not phone this number back. But yeah. she did phone it back and it was just like a pizza delivery, pizza delivery thing. I mean, you can imagine if you're the uh, guy working in the pizza delivery shop and you had some man going, yeah, yeah, that boy. Yeah, that boy I told you to take away. Yeah, just bring him back. back bring him back to the forest. <laughs> the guy in the pizza delivery shop would be like, D- do you want garlic bread with that? They should have brought the pizza by guy back from a few months ago. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, boy. <laughs> they should have brought him back for a little cameo on the I'd line. I like that, actually. They that could have ridden good. off into the distance, just Mel, Hunter, and the Peter mm. guy. But um, I thought Hunter would have been in the boot, but he wasn't in the boot. He was just, like, dumped in the forest and <laughs> tied up. Yeah, a really big mistake by Ray, that he kept Hunter's mobile phone in his pocket. Mm. So Mel was able to find him by calling him. 
and at last she did find him. Yeah. But then at the same time, Ray was uncutting his ties. He was by rubbing her silk cloth. Um. So yeah, he got free, and he's this sort of went full horror film now. It did Amityville because he was like chasing her. Amityville horror. Let's yeah. just say she um, was trying to get in the car and get away from him. She kept dropping the keys. She got the keys. He was, was whacking the door with the spade. I mean that security glass and that car it was amazing yeah. last week he missed ca- the glass three times though although also mel's driving skills wasn't very strong <laughs> because she literally started the engine drove five foot forward <laughs> and then whacked into a tree that was so funny it reminded me of the simpsons when the ambulance drives into the tree and then homer falls back down the cliff <laughs> that's what it reminded me of yeah it did um she ran over ray very happy valley yes oh nice reference to happy mm. valley not twice just once no. Oh, I liked that though. But, that would have been nice if she really showed her like aggression again, like all this built-up anger toward all the horrible things he's mm. done to her. If she just kept going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> that would have been a bit dark though for EastEnders. I mean, there was many dark scenes this week. There was. Big Mo on the toilet. <laughs> and then I had to rewatch it because <laughs> oh for some reason we were watching Coronation Street just passing the time, and then that overran, and then we missed EastEnders. I know. For two minutes. Naughty ITV. So that annoyed me. Tut, tut. And it wasn't even that good. Who? Corey, not EastEnders. Controversial. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, she then gets out of the car because she thinks he's hit him. She yeah. should have just driven off, really. Yeah, but no, well, it's a bit risky because they're worried now that that people will think that it was done on purpose yeah. and it looked like there's a struggle and it just looked like mm. things had happened. So she buries it. Her tires have been slashed in her red like sports car. Yeah, he's <laughs> yes. So he did that. He did that. Yeah. So she starts burying Ray. Um, Ray gets back up and tries to strangle. Mel again. And then Hunter shoots him and... Uh, shoots him dead. Shoots him dead. She doesn't want Hunter to go to prison for gum like him. She said, I've already dug a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they get rid of him. Well, they find the bullet they find as well. They find the bullet. The shell. She wants to get rid of her dress and his clothes. He has a shower. She has a shower. Mm. They drive Ray's car back. Yes. But obviously they've left her sports car there. That's what so that's baffled me. So yeah, so there's a car there. So they're going to see that her car is in the middle mm. of the forest. They're going to have to get that. That's a big issue here. They're going to have to get a, like a tow truck. I know. I don't know how they're going to do it. That's why they need a bit of jack help. Max and Rainey. They know uh, someone with a tow truck. Remember? They tow trucked in yeah. some cars to the car lot. Yeah. Get some more Brannings on board. So I don't know what's going to do that, because um, Mel's going on about the first 48 hours. She's watched lots of true crime documentaries. She really has. It's all the first 48 hours. Um, and the police are turning up at this point, saying that Ray hasn't come, had escaped custody, apparently. Yeah, but in the middle discovered. Of the night. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> and Mel insists that she wouldn't help him because of all the things he's done to her. They add more worry to Mel because they said they have to find him. Mm. So Otherwise it worries her. It worries the DCI. Mm. And Mel's instantly like, oh, no, they're going to now do a big hunt for him. Mm. And they need to get rid of the body. Because it wasn't a very deep hole he was dug in. Cause... Well, no, he got up, didn't he? Yeah. Zombie Ray, as we mentioned earlier. He, so that needed to be better. The first time when Mel thought she killed him mm. by hitting him with a car, um, he got up and he spat soil out of his mouth yeah. as well. Was like, <laughs> so I don't know how they're going to get away with this. I don't know what... I'm quite looking forward to what happens next week. I am, actually, because I do like a little romp when they're trying to escape. The, yeah, it's a bit custody. like um, Bradley and Stacey, the live episode. Yeah. Like, I love bits and pieces like mm. that. Hopefully they don't draw it out too much, because no, I like I don't it to think be, it will be short, be sharp weeks. shock. It'll be fun. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, because there's obviously Mel's car. We know that a dog walker finds a, a body. Mm. We're assuming now that's Ray, even though they said it was a young character, so that misled everyone. Mm. Obvious misleading, it's Ray. Um, so the body must be found. Her, I'm assuming her, her car's moved. Is she going to, like, trust Jack and tell Jack and try and get some help from him I don't to know. cover this up? Well, the biggest question, to be honest with you, is at the end of the episode, you heard 
what seemed like a bang sound and we found out that hunter still had the gun in his hand mm. and he was kind of he was kind of caressing it mm. he was kind of making love to it percent psychopath he liked he he's finally killed and that's obviously unlocked mm. something in his mind and he quite likes it because he's kept the gun but mm. he's got rid of all the other evidence but has he killed himself no. Has he shot? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I think it's unlikely. No, he's too. not killed himself. I just think it was meant to be a shock for Mel that the glass fell on mm. the floor. I think I. I mean, quite a few people comments we've got because we said, was it a glass mm. or was it a shot? I'm just going to give my opinion before I read any. <laughs> Go on then. Um, but I think it's either a the glass broke and Mel's just linking that noise to the gunshot noise and it's going to traumatize her, mm. or Hunter's like has shot it by accident but like just shot it. Into the roof. Into the roof or whatever. And now Mel's like, oh, he just shot a gun. We have to act really quick to try and cover what that was. Mm. So that gives a bit of tension. Like, they have to Mm. think, oh, the police are only around the corner. Jack will hear the gunshot. Everyone in the Vic will hear it. Hunter will run away or something and he'll go on the run, maybe. Mm. I mean, when Stuart shot himself, we later found out in the Vic, no one seemed to give a monkeys around the square. Then they did. Everyone heard it. Remember, Mel looked through her window. Everyone heard it, but no one seemed to do much. No, but still, it it adds a bit of, like, tension, because Mel will think, oh, that's something else we now have to hide or cover up. But the one thing we can guarantee is that we're probably going to have more Jack in the equation, so that'd be something to uh, look forward to. So go on, then, the comments on Twitter. I got quite a few comments, so I'm just going to go through some of them really quickly. So Caddy Lover says, I think the gun went off. I reckon it's too dark, even for EastEnders, for Hunter to have committed suicide. So I think it was an accident and he's fine. Patrick said, 100% a gunshot. I rewound it five times. Confusing though, because Mel didn't seem to react at all, even though she definitely would have heard it. Um, The Caddy Lover one, at the end you said, and he's fine. What, Caddy Lover's fine? or No, Hunter's, Hunter's fine. I'm oh, sorry, I thought he was just saying, oh, and by the way, he's fine. <laughs> I don't know, there's no picture of him. Um, <laughs> Matt Cherry says they closed, the closed caption said, gunshot slash glass breaking. Rob Imms said, did Hunter just shoot himself? John said, I think so. Well, thank you, and John. EastEnders Slater, number one fan, yeah. says these damn guns as well. As I hear and saw the bang on the subtitles... Um, so that's another one saying that the subtitles said gunshot. So, but there was a gunshot sound. It's just there whether was, it's but it's Mel... more of like an editing effect. Yeah. I think was it Mel imagining the sound when yeah. the glass fell, or was it that the gun was shot? That's the question. It is. <gasps> we will find out Tuesday because not on Monday. We've got twenty more questions then, haven't we? Coming up, we have part two of the big fat quiz of the square. <laughs> right. So, part two of the big fat quiz of the square <laughs> you make it sound dirty stop no i'm just trying not to get copywritten by channel four. Oh, okay fair enough right so we are now doing questions 21 to 40 mm. of the 1985 eastenders annual quiz supplied to us with photographic evidence by eastenders cast cards check them out on instagram and twitter mm. right so we're going to start off straight away right are you ready i'm on my pencil is burning to be written with <laughs> right 21 who took over the flat of reg cox when he died was it a ali and sue b dot c mary or d lofty right 22 what is the name of pete bill's first wife bracket simon wick's mother <laughs> oh that's a clue and a half a jenny <laughs> who the heck is jenny <laughs> b dora <laughs> the explorer <laughs> she explored pete c pat or d shirley do you think that's shirley carter maybe 
Right. 23. Which EastEnders... No, which EastEnder appeared in a TV beer commercial as a guardsman? Was it A, Arthur, B, Pete, C, Den, or D, Lofty? A bit strange mm. one there. I'm gonna, that's, a, that's a guess and a half, but um, yeah, let's do it. 24. Which EastEnder appeared briefly in the TV epic Jewel in the Crown? Why are they... This is, oh, okay. <laughs> Part two of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> is it A... Peter Dean, brackets Pete. <laughs> B, Leslie Grantham, brackets Den. C, Anna Wing, brackets Lou. Or D, Sherlina Ganosh, brackets Neymar. Now, I know that Jewel in the Crown is about the principality of the United Kingdom in India. Oh, so We'll find out. <laughs> Seems I know Neymar's complete Wikipedia. Only because right. you're obsessed with her. <laughs> Number 25. When Michelle invented a holiday boyfriend, what was his nationality? I just mentioned that mm. in the last first part. Excellent. Was it A, Irish, B, Spanish, C, Italian, or D, Swiss? Oh, I thought it was French. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Maybe in a restaurant, so you have to find a restaurant. I mean, anywhere for someone to come to the UK and then work in Margate is a downgrade, really, isn't it? I'm going to guess. I think that's it. Cool. Right, 26. In episode one, who punched <laughs> his first... It's because they put one, but the letter like I, so it confused me. Oh, in episode <laughs> I. <laughs> I thought it was like the name of an episode, I who punched. Right, <laughs> number 26. In episode one, who punched his fist through the glass in the pub door? Mm. Was it A, Ali, B, Den, C, Nick, or D, Tony? Cool. 27. What nationality is Ali? Is it A, Turkish slash Cypriot? So you say it? Yeah. B, Cypriot. C, Greek. Or D, Albanian. <laughs> okay, yeah. And underneath that is a lovely photo of um, Neymar's first husband making cornflakes. Not making cornflakes. He's not displaying actually... <laughs> them. <laughs> he looks a bit lost. Again, he looks surprised by the flash in that picture. Right, 28. What was Lofty doing before coming to Albert Square? Ooh. Was he A, barman at South End? B, car mechanic in the army? C, hotel porter in the West End? Or D, a male nurse in a hospital? <laughs> 29. When Reg Cox was found dying in his room, who found him? Was it A, Den Lofty Arthur, B, Den Ali Arthur, C, Pete Ali Arthur, or D, Nick Ali Den? Do you want me to repeat that? No. I think well, you, well, you can for the benefit of the no. listeners. Oh, okay, hang on. Uh, uh-huh. Number 30. What colour is Simon's sports car? Oh. A, red. B, green. C, yellow. Or D, white. I wasn't Don't looking at confused with Dirty Den sports car from 1986. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Or Jack Browning sports car from 2017. For his rental. <laughs> 31. Who gave Lofty a special haircut and blow dry, which was a <laughs> complete disaster? And it wasn't just haircut and blow dry, it was um, colour as colouring, yeah. I tried to fix it. Right, it was A. Michelle, B. Mary, C. Pauline, or D. Sharon? I mean,. Any of one of those could have or a Stacey, skill. Or Stacey Slater. She'd do that nowadays. Ah. <laughs> right, number 32. 
Who accidentally soaked WPC Alison Howard with a hose pipe? <laughs> Was it A, Calvin and Ian, B, Arthur, C, Nick, or D, Ali and Sue? That's an odd. 33. What was the name of Mary's stripper friend? Oh, I loved her. I know. She was only in like 12 episodes. Mm. Right, was it A, Diana, B, Julie, C, Sheena, or D, Tracy? I love her so much I can't remember her name. I think... I remember her name the second I said it. Yeah. Right, 34. How did Nick get access to Dr. Legg's medical records? Did he A, he broke in, B... Ethel let him in. C. He found them in the square. D. He copied Ethel's key. I feel there's like multiple answers to that question. Well, yeah, there's two possible ones really for that mm. one. But there's there's one. What is the one, one that the BBC um chose? Yeah, this is an uh, official quiz. Remember, this is when he got to he blackmailed Kathy. We mm. found about Kathy's um daughter. Yeah, and rape. Number thirty-five. What's the name of Doctor Legg's house? Is it A. Homely. C. Chroma. B. Cromer, C. Cranley, or D. Ventnor. <laughs> now, I, I think it's this. However, one they... of these is Phil Mitchell's house, isn't it? No, this isn't. No, isn't no, 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 no. This is with, this like is currently? Uh, Vincent's and Kim's old house. No, I mean one of those names is one that Mi- oh, yeah. Mitchell House is yeah. called. Yeah. But then that's not Doctor Legs' house. They've just contradicted themselves in their own quiz. Because unless one of those houses are oh, in Islington, yeah. so they should have said which one is owned by Doctor Legs. <laughs> Just saying. I'll take it out with the BBC <laughs> department. I certainly will. Number 36. What is the name of Sue and Ali's calf? Is it A, Ali's calf? <laughs> B, Bridge calf? C, Owl's calf? Or D, Albert's calf? Right. Number 37. Where did Den and Angie go on their ill-fated holiday? Was it A, Ibiza? B, Benidorm? C, Mallorca? Or D, Italy. I don't think it's D. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 okay. Well, this was before they went filming on it in 86, remember? This is 85. Yeah. So it's a different holiday. Not the um, Orient Express. No. <laughs> oh, no, Disneyland was um, Sharon. Sharon. Mm. Right, 38. Mm. How many Albert Square street signs are there in the square? It's going to be a bit of a guess, I feel. Is there A3, B6, C1? Or D, 2. 39. How were Ethel's parents tragically killed at the same time? This was sad. Was it A, a gas leak? B, a doodlebug? C, a train crash? Or D, motor accident? I I love Ethel and that made me hurt for her when Mm -hmm. she revealed that. Right, number 40, the final question. Right. Who returned Willie to Ethel after he was lost? Was it A, Dot? B, Kelvin? D, Den, or D, DS, Quick. Also, he was on the scene. Just. Just about. Good, good, good. Everyone get their papers ready. Yeah, get your little marking books. Check marks ready. No cheating. No. You're only cheating yourself if you cheat. (laughs) Who took over the flat of Reg Cox when he died? It was Punk Mary. Correct C, Mary. Mary? Needs the money. It had um, dry rot, so she had to leave the flat. And mm. it kind of mysteriously, she let, slept somewhere else, but you didn't really find out. Yeah, and it got back. bigger and all redecorated yeah. for a new set. <laughs> right, 22. What is the name of Pete Bill's first wife? Pat Evans. That's correct. C, Pat. I'll accept, accept Pat. 
23. Which EastEnder appeared in a TV beer commercial as a guardsman? Now, I don't know the answer to this. However, it seems likely it was Pete. B. No. It was A. Arthur. (laughs) Really? 24. Which EastEnder appeared briefly in the TV epic Jewel in the Crown? I think it's Neymar. D. No. It's B. (sighs) Leslie Grantham. Oh, really? Mm. A bit disappointed in myself. (laughs) 25. When Michelle invented a holiday boyfriend, what was his nationality? Now, as I mentioned, I thought French, um, so that was wrong. So I just put B, Spain. Nope, C, Italian. I knew that. I mean, this part's got she hard. She was trying to uh, make fun of. She makes Sharon jealous. Was it an, an Italian, Italian restaurant? Boyfriend. Oh, I suppose it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, 26. In episode one, <laughs> I only read it wrong again. Episode who I. Who punched <laughs> his fist through the glass in the pub door? Um, it was Nick, but it's because he had an f- altercation with Ali. It was Ali. Oh, mm, no, <laughs> oh, <it laughs> don't, I don't agree with that. I think it was Nick because Nick got thrown out. And then because he was so angry, he then punched the glass from outside and in. You have to go back and watch it, won't you? Episode I. <laughs> right. Number 27. <laughs> what nationality is Ali? He is a Turkish slash Cypriot. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. 28. What was Lofty doing before coming to Albert Square? He was a car mechanic in the army. That's correct. B. B. 29. When Reg Cox was found dying in his room, who found him? Right. I put Arthur, Den and Ali. B. That's correct. B. Den, Ali, Arthur. <laughs> Sorry. Does order, <laughs> this order count? 30. What colour is Simon's sports car? No, I couldn't remember, but I think it's yellow. That's correct. C. Yellow. <laughs> 31. Who gave Lofty a special haircut and a blow-dry, which was a complete disaster? <laughs> Michelle gave her the blow-dry. That's correct. A. 32. Who accidentally soaked WPC Alison Howard in with hosepipe? In what could be considered one of the gayest scenes in the soap in 1985, I believe it was Calvin and Ian having yeah. a water fight yes. whilst washing a car. That's correct. <laughs> in the hot summer. Yeah. No. Number 33. What was the name of Mary's stripper friend? See Sheena? No, yep, that's Whoa. correct, Sheena. Because I, me- I mem- remember thinking Sheena Easton every time she was on. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> right, number 34. How did Nick get access to Dr. Legg's medical records? Well, he copied Ethel's key, which is D. That's correct, D. Although you could just say he broke in because... Well, technically so. he didn't know because he had a key. No, that's true. Right, 35. What's the name of Dr. Legg's house? On the square. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Legg's doctor surgery is called Cranley. That's correct. C. Yes. 36. What is the name of Sue and Ali's calf? I think it's Ali's calf. It's called A, Ali's calf. No, Al's calf. C. Oh, that's fine. Um, that's not fine. You got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But it later does become the Bridge Street Cafe. So they foreshadowed mm. with that quiz. Right, number 37. The... Where did Den and Ange go on their ill-fated holiday? Again, I forgot. I think it's Ibiza. Yep, A-I-Bitha. 38. How many Albert Square street signs are there in the square? Now, I use logic here because Albert Square is actually, obviously, the square, just that one part. Mm. And then the rest of it is Bridge Street. So I think it's A1. A wasn't one. A was three. Sorry, C1. Oh, no, it's wrong. It's A3. <laughs> I've just said A, not said a one. You should have. Uh, 39. How were Ethel's parents tragically killed at the same time? I'm a doodlebug. That's correct. On their house. B. And the final question of 1985 quiz is who returned Willie to Ethel after he was lost? It was DS Quick after almost a whole episode of investigation. That's correct. D. DS Quick. Lovely. Right. 
Didn't do as good the second time round. I got 15. What is your total score? 32. That's not bad, out of 40. 32 out of 40. Well, we'll have to let us know how everyone else did at home. Yeah, get in touch. Let us know your score. Don't rub it in if you got better than me. <laughs> Please um, do. Because I'll just reply, you're a liar, and then <laughs> some emoji. Tweet us at EastEnders Week. Instagram is at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or you can find us on Facebook by just searching EastEnders Weekly Podcast, or email us if you really want to rub it <laughs> the salt into the wound. EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com. Yes, and that was the big fat quiz of Wolford. Of the Square. 1985. Of the Square. <laughs> you don't even know what the name is. It's a new year. New me. <laughs> well, there you go, we got through it. 40 questions. Yeah, hope you guys did really well. Yes, let us know your results because it'll be interesting to see if you're better than Alex. <laughs> a lot of people Personally. are better than me, yeah. <laughs> right, so we're going to do our quick classic roundup. I mean, there's been a lot of episodes this week, so <laughs> we're a bit short on time. Yeah, so this is going to be super quick. So we're going to do one moment we liked of the week each. So, mm. Ben, what moment was your favourite? I'm going to save Pete Bill for you because I'm sure that's you. Maybe. We've had lots of comments this week saying they like our Pete Bill impressions. That's fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just give a special mention to Hannah Carpenter because she's left, apparently. She disappeared. She's left the show. Oh, yeah. She's just gone. Her face. She <laughs> took her face with her. Her angry, then her, her someone, eyebrows. The last time we saw her, someone walked into her <laughs> and she got upset. And now she's moved off the square. Yeah. So she isn't like square. It's Yeah. And we looked, we checked on Wikipedia and that was her last episode. Mm. So she never came back. No. She went off to the sea to I join know, Jane. I've, re- I've re- researched what she's doing there. Yeah, she, she works on the ships. Jane McDonald. Beat your high. <laughs> oh, yeah. She get her own show on Channel 5 as well. She's got the same voice still as well. She, she does. She sounds exactly the same because we found an interview of her like two years mm. ago, didn't we? Yeah, she's super. As Ben's already mentioned, my favourite moment was Pete Bill in drag. <laughs> um, Poor Pete Bill. I mean, it was just genius. Like the five minutes, it just it condensed into fantastic excellentness. I mean, this has shown something that I can't believe I'm saying this, but for about five seconds, I felt sorry for Pete Bill this week. I mean, I did. And then when he <laughs> when he was crying and he was in full makeup <laughs> and his, all the makeup was like um, when all the makeup was running down his face and his lipstick had smeared as yeah. well. So he must have like pushed his hand across his lips and he was upset. I just thought it was pretty because mm. he's obviously he's a lot of people think he was the one who he's attacked. a Wolford attacker. Yeah. And he attacked Pat yes. in the square. But I, I, the one time I felt sorry for Pete was when Simon was being quite mean to him because he now knows he's not his dad. But although we have to remember that about three weeks, well, three weeks, probably a week ago, but maybe three, four weeks ago in the actual soap, Pete was being quite horrible to him when he thought he wasn't his son. He like would ignore him. Mm. He didn't reveal that was okay. the reason why he Simon's was horrible. Simon's turned a bit nasty, actually. Yeah, I like Can't it. Cope. I like I like news. <laughs> more hot. <laughs> Whew, calm down. Calm more down. More hot under the perm. <laughs> Can I also have an honourable mention of um, Punk Mary coming home after being out all night prostituting herself and finding baby Annie wasn't in her car and her just panic. Mm, I have to say her acting has gotten like really good this year. Or yeah, it's gone to 11. Yeah. Fantastic. Like really good. Mm. Not even, this isn't even a joke. I'm being serious. <laughs> no, we've always loved Punk Mary. I love her. <laughs> I love but her. She's, yeah, she's really, um, yeah, stepped up her game. I think the whole soap has found its stride now. Mm. It's you say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. Every week it gets better and better. It does. And I am missing Pat. Maybe I should do it like Pete from now on. Oh, the soap's not so good. It's not as good as it was today. That was not that bad, was it? It's all right, actually. Yeah, too bad. (laughs) That's for the fans of the Pete Bill impression. Mm, Yes. Anyway, on to 
a really nice story, which kind of nearly stole the show this week, I feel. Yeah, and it was a really short story as well, yeah. but it was just really sweet and a kind story. It was mm. nice. It was nice to see it. It was. It was Bernie and Tiff's relationship, and Bernie sort of coming out and accepting yeah, that she's gay. Bernie's told her mum. Um, told her that was a really family. nice scene. Lovely scene. that she did it, To Karen, it was nothing, wasn't it? She just said... I, I, and she makes an announcement to everyone in the pub that mm, I love my daughter no yeah. matter what. And Bernie thought, oh, she's going to tell everyone, but mm. no, she doesn't. And Keegan does it, um, <laughs> congratulates her, her in his own charming way yeah. by sending her photos of lesbians on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but like ones from the 60s. Yeah. Like Samantha Fox. Whatever her name is. The 80s. 80s, Samantha I don't know. Fox is the 80s, not the 60s. I don't know. I've never looked into her. Keanu lets Karen know that maybe you're missing something with the Tiff-Bernie relationship as well. And yeah, it sort of clicks for Karen. Yeah, because she's angry that Tiff is, seems to be messing her around a little bit. Um, mm. Going hot and cold. Yeah. And, and she doesn't know why Bernie keeps taking her back and yeah. stuff and accepting it. So, um, yeah, Karen keeps interrupting her from like, listening to the door. Mm. Literally listening to Tiff say... You know, your mum just interrupts all the time. And then she comes in and, and interrupts. interrupts yeah. <laughs> but um, I do love Karen every week. Oh, they're great. They're all the so tailors. Good. The tailors have just settled into mm. this this uh, square so well. Thank God for Sean O'Connor. I know. <laughs> Where'd we be without him? I know. No Shianu. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all these all these Sean O'Connor haters, don't forget, he introduced the tailors. Mm. He, he killed also... Ronnie and Roxy. I mean, Mel wouldn't have come back if they were still around, I bet. Exactly. Or, and we wouldn't have the two, possibly the two new Ahmed sisters yeah, although we don't know if they're good yet but but we're saying not? they're the new one and roxy yeah. so it's supposedly so it's funny isn't it i mean ted was his biggest mistake of not many <laughs> ted and joyce not joyce because i love joyce and her um so yeah it's funny like you think like all these bad decisions but those bad decisions would have mean a lot of these things now. Yeah, the stories like, that the are happening now probably wouldn't be there and no. cat and stuff. Yeah, so and it's um, it's funny. I saw someone put online. Someone posted like a sentence saying, "The scene of Tiffany and Cat in the Vic talking about Karen." And they said, "Imagine hearing that sentence like a year ago. Mm. Like none of it would have." Like cat in the Vic, it and wouldn't have Tiffany gelled there and stuff because it would never so, have happened. Yeah. yeah, it is um interesting to see. You know, bad mistakes, but it leads on to other things that wouldn't have happened otherwise. I mean, there's, there's there's always a debate on Twitter about whether John York has done a good enough job to then have it carried down. And I, I have to say, I personally think he's done the legwork, he's done the foundations. Yeah. And he he nice. had the toughest job. Mm. Like Kate Oates is going into it with like a real strong cast. Yeah. A pretty clear direction. Mm. But she characters. will. But she has the smarts and she knows what to do and she, mm. she'll do it right. But, you know, that, the job that John York had, he was only... It's because it was temporary. Mm. You can't lay out a three-year plan. Of course story not. Arc, of course. So, you know, to be fair to him, mm. he's done all right. This Tiff and Bernie story arc, we must finish quickly. We <laughs> keep um, <laughs> going off subject. Well, it was just really nice. She came out and she told Tiff because she didn't want Karen to blurt it out to everyone. Yes, and so she says to Tiff that she loves her. Then Tiff starts questioning her own sexuality. Mm. Um, not necessarily that she's gay, but she might be bi and she might, like girls in the same way mm. so she goes back to bernie and bernie's really upset because she thinks she's ruined her friendship and she doesn't want you know she doesn't want to lose a friend mm. um and she says that she does love her but she's not sure if she loves her in that way yeah and i but thought she that doesn't love, know. yeah she but... doesn't know she you know yeah. learn she's young she's gonna have experiment mm. and find out and it's lovely bernie accepts this understands they hug there's rainbow cake in the fridge let's all enjoy it yeah it's all good and it's interesting it was on the five-year anniversary of johnny carter coming out to mick right and it's funny how completely different these storylines have been written but um 
Yeah, it's nice. Nice scenes. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, like you say, they stole, they kind of stole the week in a funny old way. Mm. So the last storyline is the Slaters, which I said at the beginning of the show, I kind of know what happened, but it's not really registering. It's just Alfie being horrible, yeah. more manipulating, Cat then manipulating Alfie into coming back to the house, but he doesn't bring Cherry with him, even though he should have. The Slaters, like, bombard him. Haley's asleep on pills upstairs. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, hey, the whole time they're trying to convince uh, Alfie to bring Cherry back and for him to, like, you know, for them to become a family again. And uh, they leave Haley out and they just leave her sleeping on sleeping pills mm. upstairs. Yeah. But then the next episode, she's about and no one else is about. Mm. And, yeah, she catches Tommy and the kids getting ready and dressed to leave because they think they're going to Spain with Alfie. So Haley gets the wrong end of the stick, yeah. goes to the cafe, Chucks coffee on it, which screams I like. at Alfie, screams at um Tommy as well. Come back! <laughs> like, she screams at poor old Tommy, and then after she says, "I'm sorry, I'm just a bit upset." I mean, is Alfie like delusion? Is he delusional? Like he's off. He says, "Oh, they're going to be better with me. Their home is in Spain, a job, a nice villa, a swimming pool." Is there? A job? Is there no, a villa? This is, the is thing. there anything in he, Spain? He built up this fake story where he said, like, think of it this way. There's a woman, she can barely look after herself, has no job, has no home. Here in London, here in London, nothing better. Or they could have a family, yeah. a swimming pool, a man with a good job, comes home, gives him a good life. And it's like, well, Alfie, you don't actually have this no, good life. it doesn't make any sense. No, a minute ago, you were starting up a funeral business where you, you, you were starting in the UK. Now you're dressed up like the Bloomin' Milk Tray Man, <laughs> Bloomin' sneaking around the square, oh, trying to get your kids to run away to It's Spain. kind of fallen apart a little bit um, since Boxing Day, this storyline. really it's has. Like, it doesn't seem to know where it's going. I think it's a shame, though, because they did it so strong with the Christmas Day story. Yeah. And it just... It it's like him then... falling down the stairs hasn't affected him. No. Like, they've not mentioned it. No... I don't know, he's just wearing a hat. We can't see the injury, can you? Because he's it's wearing a weird. hat. It's just weird. It's just falling apart a little bit, I, I mean, feel. there's not even little hints that perhaps the hit in the head has done him any kind of injury. Like, every now and then, no. you could maybe touch the back of his head and mm. show that, oh, yeah, it's still sore. Yeah. Just a little thing, just to in- in- incline that he is not... 100% peak himself perhaps mm. this is why he's a little bit grouchy it's very very strange but it's really strange and and at the moment we've we're now working on the theory that Alfie is going to bring the kids back and Kat's going to look after Tommy Bert and Ernie and Haley's going to have Cherry back and Alfie's just going to go because it wasn't the final deal that he was going to take the kids but bring Cherry back so Kat has sacrificed her kids for Cherry no, no? That originally it was going to be that Kat was going to do that Kat suggested that and oh, then no, Alfie decided again. yeah Alfie decided no 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 actually having thought about it you should have all the kids because I'm just I'm he's I forget the term he uses now but he says he dodge he ducks and dodges oh yeah and he's, he's done like, it before so he can carry on doing yeah it so he's always stuff, been yeah. he's always been a bit of a, a likely lad so he kind mm. of goes from job to job and that's best for him not to have the kids attached to him so he's better off doing that while you know Cat mm. looks after but Cherry's somewhere and the story ended on Cat and Haley assuming that tomorrow Alfie's dropping off mm. Cherry but Cat looked a bit. Well, Haley. Unsure. Yeah, Haley says like, "Do you trust him?" And Kat's like, "Yeah, all right. Yeah, I do. Yeah." And she does that brilliant, like she's smiling at Haley, and then Haley goes into her arms, and mm. she's like, and she just suddenly goes, Ooh. and then Haley no. looks at her again, and she smiles again. Yeah. <laughs> so um, whether he's just gonna take all the kids and double cross all of them, I wouldn't put it past him at the moment. Do you reckon there's gonna be like uh, something that used to happen a lot with the Mitchells, like a kind of chasing to the airport, to the airport? You haven't them in a while. No, they haven't. It'd be Could nice. Have a Julius actually. theme, an Alfie Julius theme Ooh. with all the kids on the airplane with him on a private jet and you can see kathy flying back and she comes and goes what's going on here there you go Kathy could stop them 
Well, she could be the hero. Well, no, because she'll be coming from departures. I don't care. <laughs> uh, not departures, um, arrivals, arrivals. Yeah, and they'll be going to departures. Yeah, but I don't care. This is then that she could stop them and save the day. <laughs> Although that would be a nice touch if you think about it. If you see this chase scene with Cat, like running, Cat and Haley or some of the things running through the airport, and then next minute you just see uh, Kathy walking with her suitcase out the airport and hailing a taxi. Mm. That'd be nice. I'd like that. I'd give you ten out of ten for continuity there. I'd forgive you for all the Kathy being missing for mm. what is now almost two months. I mean, hashtag ask Kate Oates. She didn't mention Kathy. That upset me. Oh, do you reckon she's dumped? Do you reckon no, she's gone away forever? she can't be. But I want a big storyline for Kathy 2019. Well, I quite like the Kathy and Masseuse story. I still hold to that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Dropped. Well, yeah, dropped for silly reasons. Because Ian can bear not having his mum at home all day. And then she's gone off. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Right, so we've got poll of the week. We certainly have. And also, I've got just a poll. Because why not? Oh, wait, do you want to do the poll of the week or your poll? I'll just do mine because it's really quick and we already have the answer. So I just said, bets on who dies tonight. Oh, yeah. That was during the Ray, Hunter, Mel. That was before the killing had taken Mm. place. So it was Hunter, Ray, one of Ray's wives, or Mel. 5% Mel, 18% one of Ray's wives. And joint first place, Hunter and Ray, 38% each. Oh, so they were joint right. And then MBI said, definitely not Hunter or Mel. I've seen pictures of them in future storylines. That's oh. a bit of a spoiler there. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> Could have put a spoiler alert at the beginning. <laughs> and then we did, obviously, which we usually always do, a New Year poll of the week, which was what would Sharon's New Year resolution be? And the options were actually care for her son, find out how to run <laughs> E20, hire a full-time cleaner, because that's always been her dream, mm. hire a full-time cleaner, or employ a personal trainer. And do you know the winner? No. Well, the the, the winning choice was care for her son. Actually give a hoot about poor oh, Dennis. Yes. All except to answers. Mm. Well, they, they all were. Uh, one by 51%. Second was employer personal trainer. I mean... She really got one of them. Shianu. 30%. Third was find out how E20 is run. And fourth was hire a full-time cleaner at 7%. Just to let you guys know, we're not actually going to run a poll of the week anymore. <gasps> so anyone... Oh, God. I know. I know. I, everyone loves them. Um, we are doing something different, and you'll find out what that is just near the end of Friday's episode of EastEnders as it's aired in the UK. And it's on Twitter, which is at EastEnders Week, or Facebook, which you just search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. That's the group and the page. Or our Instagram, which is at EastEnders Weekly Podcast, and that's Instagram Stories. Keep an eye out. At the end of Friday's episode, when it's broadcast in the UK, we have a brand new section for the end of the show, which you guys can join in and take part with. Mm, exciting. Um, I'm quite worried, actually. I just had my email pop up. You know I was supplying all the bottled water to um, E20 in Wolford? Mm. Well, I've accidentally mixed up with the um, voodoo bottled water where they bring people back to life. Oh, Ben, you've done this before. 